0: And welcome to Upstage Downstage With me, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle And me, Stephen Rees, uh, seated in a cheap seat This is the theatre podcast where we discuss productions we've seen Things we've liked and may not have liked Giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions So grab a brew, take a seat and let's raise that curtain Okay, so here's Richard, right in the middle of the chaos that is Edinburgh Fringe Festival. This episode I'll be talking about all things theatre, including clowning, new writing, musicals, experimental theatre and much more. I'll be picking out some of the performances I've seen. The question is, did the curtain fall on them or did the roof go up? Let's find out. Set the scene. Okay, so this episode I'll be setting the scene. I'm going to be talking about the productions that I've seen across the Edinburgh Fringe Festival particularly focusing on theatre ones this time and I'm going to split it into three different categories that being musicals, physical theatre and theatre performances. So now for musicals. Okay so first up we've got Unfortunate, the untold story of Ursula the Sea Witch by Fat Rascal Theatre Company. This is put on under the Underbelly Production Company and it ran for the entire season and it's still running now in Edinburgh. And the description of this musical is... Disney villain Octawoman plus sized icon. From the multi-award winning Fat Rascal Theatre and fresh from sellout runs across the UK comes the critically acclaimed hit parody musical. Join everyone's favourite Disney diva Ursula as she gives her take on what really happened all those years ago under the sea. With an original hot pop soundtrack and trademark filthy humour, the legendary queer queen is ready to spill in this telltale of all sex, sorcery and suckers. And what did I think? Well... I thought it was a fantastic parody musical with a great take on the flip side of The Little Mermaid, with outstanding performances from the cast, showing what can be performed in a non traditional space and take you well and truly under the sea. It's fast paced, fun, and with such a talented cast with great vocals and the ability to perform multiple characters as well. This will leave you happy and wanting the soundtrack. This is on tour across the country after Edinburgh, so if you get a chance to see it, make sure you do. It's a 10 out of 10 from me. The second musical I want to discuss is Lizard Boy by Creative Endeavour, Office and Blair Russell Productions. This was put on by the Gilded Balloon Production Company and this is a little bit about what the actual musical is. During a bizarre childhood accident, Trevor was drenched head to toe in dragon's blood. Growing green and scaly skin, he withdrew from the world. Tonight, 20 years later, Trevor meets a cute guy on a first date and ends up on an adventure of mythic proportions. Equal parts comic book lore and coming-of-age love story, Lizard Boy is a thrilling original rock musical featuring the award-winning original American cast and starring actor-author Justin Huertas. And what did I think? I thought it was a great modern musical performed by three very talented musicians with great vocal and acting skills. It was a true tour de force. A very stripped back and confidently performed musical, very much reliant on the audience to imagine costumes, locations and the wider world that Lizard Boy lives in, which the audience really could imagine. If this is how much can be done with a limited space, then the potential for this musical is great and would be a spectacle on a big stage. Definitely one to watch. A total of 10 out of 10 from me. The third musical I want to discuss is Fantastically Great Women Who Changed the World. This is by Kenny Wax Family Entertainment in association with Mast Mayflower Studios and has been put on by the Pleasance Production Company. And here's a bit about what this musical is. The fringe premiere of the new kick aspirational pop musical from one of the producers of Hit 6, that celebrates the lives of Frida Kahlo, Rosa Parks, Emmeline Pankhurst and many more. Join our inquisitive heroine Jade as she breaks away from her class to take a peek at the not yet open Gallery of Greatness in the local museum, where she meets some of history's incredible wonder women, celebrated dramatist Chris Bush and number one hit songwriter Miranda Cooper, known for Girls Aloud, Kylie Minogue songs, Adapt, Suffragette Descendant, Kate Pankhurst's award-winning picture book. So what did I think? I thought that this musical had all the right ingredients for a good musical and the performances of the strong and powerful women and children on stage were great. The staging and aesthetics of the performance were also good. However, I did feel this felt like a performance that would be good for children as an educational piece rather than a show that had longevity. I felt it had less depth where the storyline was concerned and a little repetitive in structure also, the child actor interacted with the historic women to change her path, but I felt the storyline was wrapped up quickly at the end and almost thrown away. There were also some costuming choices, that didn't necessarily reflect the original iconic look of some of the inspirational women. It was an empowering piece, and I'm sure younger audiences will find it entertaining and educational. I give it a 7 out of 10. Okay, so the final musical I'm going to discuss is The Choir of Man. This is by Andrew Kay and Associates, with Nick Dodson Productions and Assembly Productions presenting it at Edinburgh Fringe. And here's a little bit about this musical. Choir of Man is the best night in your local you've ever had. It's a party, it's a concert, it's a lock-in like no other, featuring breathtaking reinventions of chart-topping hits from Guns N' Roses, Adele, Avicii, Paul Simon, Sia and much more in an hour of joy for all ages nine multi-talented singers combined stunning harmonies and foot stomping singalongs in a riotous feel-good homage to that gathering place we've all missed so much the local pub so what did i think this was the last show i was going to see before i left edinburgh and it was a very last minute booking so i really took a last minute punt on this one and what can i say i enjoyed every minute of this performance as you walked into the show you were instantly inside a lecture theatre that had been turned into a pub with a working bar for those that got in got a first pint free. I expected this performance to be much less than it was. A group of men who were part of a pub choir looking after each other's emotions, problems, issues and much more. It was such an inclusive show for a modern view of what a pub is and done in such a sensitive way through poetry and song which left you feeling like you had a great big group hug from all of them this show was great for all with just enough audience participation that got everybody on their feet by the end a very well deserved 10 out of 10 so now for physical theatre firstly in physical theatre i'm going to talk about good grief which is an Ugly Bucket Theatre production and presented by Underbelly Production Company. So here's the description of Good Grief. A dying man's last wish for his friends to create a show about death. Will it be subtle? Will it be sophisticated? Probably not, but it's his funeral, literally. Multi-award winning physical comedy company, Ugly Bucket processed the death of a friend in the only way they know how. Through a kinetic maelstrom of outrageous clowning, personal testimony and a thumping techno soundtrack. Ugly Bucket are thrilled to present this hilarious gut bunch of a show. So what did I think? Well what can I say about this production? I feel that good grief well and truly caught me by surprise really. I don't always read the descriptions about what a production is when I go and see one at the fringe. But sometimes the poster or recommendation is all you need to see. When seeing this advertised, I knew I needed to see it and hoped it would be good. Let's just say I was not disappointed. I don't think I was ready for how powerful this show was and felt it explored dealing with grief and loss in a wonderful and poignant way. So very creative and hats off to Ugly Bucket Theatre for creating this and the hard work that went in to put it together. My gut was well and truly punched. If you get a chance to see this, then do. I'll certainly be looking out for what this company does in the future and wish them all the success. I gave this a 10 out of 10. Secondly, I'm going to talk about Transhumans, which is a production by Thinkery and Verse, which is part of the Free Fringe. So, to describe this production, simply, Transhumans takes a surreal journey across the landscape of gender. Award-winning clown Anya Upstill playfully explores what it means to be a transhuman. A work of joy and playfulness, whimsical, witty, and replete with wonder. So what did I think? In the very tiny small stage in an upstairs room of a free fringe venue, in a clever, funny and specific way, I was very surprised at how much can be achieved in such a small space. In my opinion, the free fringe is where new talent is found, and wow did I see a new talent in Anya Upstill, who is someone who can captivate a room and hold command throughout the performance, leaving you wanting more. A very deserved 10 out of 10. Thirdly, I'm going to discuss The Anniversary by Salvador Dinosaur as part of the Pleasance Production Company's shows. So what's this about? Well, The Anniversary is Mr Bean meets The Shining. Don't be fooled, Jim and Bob are no ordinary elderly couple. Leave your preconceptions at the door and expect the unexpected. The Anniversary is a physical comedy house party from hell. This is a brand new murderously funny comedy farce hold on to your hats for the most absurd and hilarious tailspin of a party like you've never seen before so what did i think all i can say is if you get a chance to see the anniversary then make sure you do it really lives up to its opening description the physical comedy the absurdities the conviction of performance is great instantly likable characters and relatable content This is a true production showing that language is not needed to explain so much and also laugh lots and lots throughout. It also shows that comedy and farce are not about being silly but more understanding how an audience reacts and need to be entertained. Great performance from Salvador Dinosaur. 10 out of 10 from me. The fourth production I'm going to talk about is Room by La La Compagnie de Hanaton as part of the Edinburgh International Festival. And now to describe this production Room, a spectacular new show that blends live music, dance, mime, and curiosities into a hallucinatory spectacle that defiantly rejects categorization. In Room, James Thierry wants to renew his relationship with his audience, to begin a new chapter, to open the toolbox, dig deep, intensify, magnify, and find joy, to draw actors and audience as closely together as only shared experiences can. Thierry is one of Europe's most extraordinary and versatile artists, using his talents to create magical dreamlike performances that captivate and inspire. With an unbridled musical ensemble, Room takes us on a multi-leveled outrageous journey through his extraordinary world of wonder. So, what did I think? Well, it's still very hard to describe what I actually saw. I feel like throughout the performance I actually climbed in the mind of James Thierry. This production was highly surrealist and absurdist, however very entertaining and it felt like watching salvador dali create art it also left me questioning what is the purpose of any room in any house or building james is the grandson of filmmaker charlie chaplin and this makes a lot of sense as you can see this in room it felt like a black and white silent movie with extremely talented performers as part of this ensemble who fully committed to this show this is a 10 out of 10 performance for me something that has to be seen to be believed the fifth production I'm going to talk about is Boat by for Example Theatre Company which is part of the Free Fringe at the Blunderbus. So to talk about Boat. A tragic comedy combining clowning and physical theatre, Boat follows two friends at sea as they navigate companionship, solitude and altering states of reality. Devised and performed by dynamic duo Nancy Trotter Landry and Paulina Lenoir. So what did I think? I saw this show in Blunderbus, which is a double decker bus and from the poster I saw this show in Blunderbus, which is a double decker bus and the stage is in the top level of the double decker bus and from the poster I knew I needed to see it. It was a very well devised and simply staged performance that had more levels than expected. Who would have thought a cardboard boat, a cucumber sandwich, two cardboard stools and a seaside soundtrack would create such a great performance, and a great performance at that. Great work by Nancy and Paulina from Four Example Theatre, and I wish them all the success in the future. A 10 out of 10 from me. The sixth show I'm going to discuss is The Receptionist, which is from the Callow Collective in association with From Start to Finish, presented by the Summerhall Production Company. So to tell you more about this, The Receptionist is a physical comedy show about customer service by two Finnish female clowns. The two receptionists are fast-talking, smooth-moving professionals in the hospitality industry. They speak multiple languages, none of which you can understand, and have almost a pathological fear of their customers. Impressively silly and exceptional charismatic, Inga and Christina have a unique and hilarious chemistry, which makes the whole experience delightfully bonkers. With exceptionally skilled smiling and some nifty acrobatics, the clown duo shows how comical and absurd customer service can get. So what did I think? The production lived up to everything it said on the tin. Very clever performance by two very talented performers. The concept at first seemed very simple, but in this case simple was superb. This show perfectly summed up the life and times of receptionists. It also made me wonder what happens once I check in at any hotel. It had me thinking of Faulty Towers and Mr. Bean in a very funny and great performance from Finland. I would definitely recommend. I give this a 10 out of 10. And now for theatre productions. So first up, I'm talking about Medea, which is a new production by the National Theatre of Scotland, which was part of the Edinburgh International Fringe Festival. So now to tell you a little bit more about Medea. Liz Lockhead's gripping retelling of Euripides' ancient drama takes up residence in the International Festival's home, The Hub. This new production from the National Theatre of Scotland is rich with Liz Lockhead's poetic Scots inflected language. Michael Boyd directs a Scottish company with award-winning actor Adora Anashili in the title role. Medea has betrayed her family for the man she loves, taken brutal revenge on his enemies, married him and fled with him to Corinth. Her husband Jason now abandoned her to marry the king's daughter, leaving Medea and the children dangerously exposed in a foreign land. Her terrifying response will shatter the most fundamental taboo. So what did I think? Personally, I find Greek tragedies can be very heavy and boring, so I was pleasantly surprised by this interpretation by Liz Lockhead. This was a stunning performance by the entire cast, very powerful, and shows how Greek tragedy should be performed. Staging was very simple with an industrial catwalk through the middle of the audience who were stood up throughout the performance with the cast interspersed and around and part of the crowd. Special mention goes not only to the superb Andorra Onashili but to the chorus who were just as important in this performance. To me this shows how much a chorus or the glue within any production performed with such synchronicity and timing to not only advance the story, but to increase the power and the tragic moments that played out in front of the audience. A truly spectacular performance by the National Theatre. It's a 10 out of 10 from me. Secondly, I'm going to discuss The Tragedy of Macbeth by Flabbergast Theatre. This was as part of the Assembly Production Company. A little bit about this production starts as... A classic tale of greed and guilt, this visceral and lucid interpretation of Shakespeare's blood-soaked tragedy is truly flabbergast. Bringing to bear their award-winning work in puppetry, clowning, physical theatre and ensemble pieces, Flabbergast Theatre takes a rigorous and respectful approach to the text combining it with exhilarating live music, a stripped back set, a tight-knit ensemble of eight actors and an aesthetically arresting design to produce provocative interpretation to thrill new and established theatre goers. So what did I think? Well, I thought this production of Macbeth was great. A very talented and versatile cast meant that this was captivating fast-paced performance that focused your attention at all times, with definite comedy and tragedy performances with so many levels. With the use mainly of clay and hessian in the staging and costume of this production, it felt like a travelling theatre company who performed in the streets hundreds of years ago. A very refreshing take on Shakespeare, and definitely one I will remember. With so many adaptations out there, it's a very saturated performance world. A very deserved 9 out of 10. Okay. thirdly, I'm talking about Blood Red Lines, which is an Art 27 Scotland production in association with our land productions. This was part of the Zoo Production Company at Edinburgh. So to tell you about this, Blood Red Lines was developed with a performance by the victims and survivors of the tragedies of South Armagh, border counties and Dublin in the darkest days of the Irish conflict. It received standing ovations when it toured Ireland pre-pandemic. The result of a six-month residency in Newry, supported by the Playhouse Theatre in Derry. BAFTA award-winning director Robert Ray collaborated with those worse affected by the conflict, including the Dublin and Dundalk bombings, to develop this extraordinary and shattering piece of verbatim theatre with new songs from the legendary folk singer and peace activist Tommy Sands. So what did I think? This performance was very powerful and simply staged with personal accounts of those affected by the tragedies of South Armagh, Border Counties and Dublin. It was an eye-opening account of loss, heartache and sadness, interspersed with melodic and poignant folk songs that worked well in the piece. I thought that throughout the piece it was very clear how real these stories were. It was very well written and each person performed with their heart and soul. There was an issue with the subtitled words being shown on two screens as these didn't match up with the emotional speeches. However, this didn't matter as their message was very powerful and a true account of what they had to say. I gave an 8 out of 10 for this. Okay, next up I'm going to talk about Caligari. This was a Chewboy Productions, an untapped award winner of 2022 for the Underbelly Production Company. So just a bit about Caligari. Tonight, a new Caligari comes to life. Accompanied by a five-piece band, Off West End award-winning Chewboy Productions present their minty fresh take on a German horror cult classic. Five actor musicians reimagine the seminal silent film, this time with the doctor's victim taking centre stage. Embracing the long shadows and broad brushstrokes of German expressionism, Chewboy's Caligari exposes the parallels between post-war Weimar and the UK today, an ever-widening class divide, a subconscious need for a tyrant, and an unwillingness to rebel against deranged authority. So, what did I think? Well, I thought Caligari is a great production, and shows how a theatre space with the key pieces of set and musical instruments can create so much on stage. A clever bunch of ambidextrous actor musicians who told their story while being in character throughout this performance. A very film noir theatre production and in the darkness of the venue it felt spot on for this production. Cleverly dark and great piece of theatre. I give this an 8 out of 10. Okay so now I'm going to talk about Five Fingers which was part of the PBH's Free Fringe starring Matthew Dunlop as part of Project Ontario. And just to put a bit of context on this, Five Fingers was, Want to know why they call me Five Fingers? An absurdist play exploring a petty thief's self-journey. Forced to reflect from a court-ordered psychiatrist's office, Five Fingers revisits formative past events and dreams of escaping a life of crime, only to write poetry and dance the night away in drag and debauchery. Based on Gene Gen LGBTQIA plus themes included. So, what did I think? How can one man play so many characters? Well, Matthew Dunlop can and he does them all justice. This is a great theatre piece with physicality and performance that shows what can be done in a free fringe space. I did feel for Matthew as the venue picked for this performance was quite distracting. With the space above the stage you could hear the other fringe performances and talking very loudly while he was trying to perform. However, if you get a chance to see this make sure you do. I gave this a 7 out of 10. OK, so I'm now going to talk about Truth or Reconciliation by Elegy Theatre Company, put on by Zoo Production Company. This production is about Alex and B are both actors, so why isn't B acting? Why can't she look Alex in the eye? Two people come apart, two opposing stories. They can't both be true, right? A multimedia meta-odyssey on theatre and the price of success from the award-winning Elegy performed by a real-life couple using live projection to excavate a journey of casting directors and quantum physics that takes you hostage long beyond the final words. So what did I think? This was a very cleverly put-together production, with the use of projections, live camera work and sound to create a space larger than this performance space. A great exploration of the lives of jobbing actors and the trials and tribulations they both go through, exploring very hard-hitting issues in a very good way. The only issue I had was that the production started 25 minutes late and in the fringe this is a very long time and the impact this has on other performers in the venue is huge. I do appreciate there were technical issues however there are things that can be done to prevent this happening. Overall I found the performance powerful and made you reflect on the struggles faced by actors on a daily basis. Well done Elegy and I'll be looking out for more of your work. I gave this a 7 out of 10. Okay, so I'm now going to discuss Love Me or I'll Kill Myself. This was by Faith Brandon and Jonathan Young as part of the Zoo Production Company's shows. So this is about joining Faith, a young woman addicted to love, on a quest into the dark heart of its enchantments. And if there's any life worth living without them, a madcap... True Life Saga of Passion, Crushing Despair and Salvation by Bath Bombs. Whether you're a seasoned Lothario, yet to taste your first kiss, or you've ever experienced the pain of impossible love, Faith's here to help you feel less alone by falling madly in love with you and praying you'll reciprocate. So, what did I think? This production had lots of promise, although a little chaotic. It had the workings and the writings to be a good performance. I just found the production a little clumsy, awkward and maybe a little unrehearsed. Maybe more audiences under its belt would help tighten up this show. I enjoyed the journey this production went on and that it explored relationships and breakups. It had funny moments and heartwarming moments. There was also some clever audience participation which worked well. I gave this a respectable 6 out of 10. I'm now going to discuss Ryan Lane will be there now in a minute which is part of the Assembly production company performed by Ryan Lane. This production was an investigation into Welsh and queer identity or a show for anyone with a complex relationship to home. This playful, inventive character comedy explores what it means to be Welsh and queer and the myths that fuel national identity. A fast-paced, whip-smart satire with belly laughs. Bellowing rugby teachers, beguiling maidens, belligerent grandmas and brilliant lip-syncing, wigs, waterproofs and Welsh witches. So, what did I think? This production was good with some interesting themes and also showed the distinct differences by living in a small Welsh town and growing up being different. It wasn't groundbreaking, but it was good for an afternoon of entertainment and there were some funny moments and also some good audience participation. I gave this a 6 out of 10. Now I'm going to discuss Potato Head. This production is by Freddie Hayes in association with The Pleasants and York Theatre Royal. What can I say about Potato Head? This is a story of a humble spud Charlotte who dreams of becoming a stand-up comedian. But how does a couch potato grow to become a golden wonder? Potato Head is totally silly, but also sneakily smart. With elements of kitsch cabaret and old-school entertainment, this original new writing blends surrealist comedy and traditional theatre for a highly entertaining and joyful performance. Potato Head is as gloriously bonkers as it sounds, Freddie Hayes, our solo performer and spud puppeteer, fully commits to her endeavour with an endearing self-awareness of just how ridiculous it all is. So what did I think? Well, this production was simply great. With a great concept from start to finish, I knew something was right from the start when I was handed a baby potato. Yes, a baby potato. The world freddie hayes has created is great using her puppetry skills video work and stage performance to create so much of a performance in such a small space this performance lived up to my expectations and makes me want to see it again a performance that just kept on giving and every time i see a potato now i will think of this performance well done freddie it's a 10 out of 10 from me okay i'm now going to discuss headcase which is a blue gravy production and it's presented by Pleasant's Production Company. This production is starring actor and writer Christine Mackam, and she can't seem to finish a list. Get an agent? Tick. Get a therapist? Tick. Get a boyfriend? Call her dad. As Christine approaches 40, she's forced to confront kicking and screaming some of the unfinished business in her life, and work out why she just can't seem to tie up any of the loose ends. A funny moving true story about the aftermath of her father's brain injury and the impact that it's had on their relationship, her life and well pretty much everything really. So what did I think? This production was very cleverly written and behind it a very important and poignant story to leave you thinking about your own personal life, goals, aims, purpose and family. Lots of energy and character work for this one woman performance by Kristen. Just one moment where the audience participation didn't work so would be useful maybe to have a get out plan at that point. A show that has a lot of potential with a simple staging, good sound effects to reinforce the performance as well. I will give this a 7 out of 10. And finally, the last theatre production I want to discuss is Cordelia Butters Investigates by Sarah Kempton. This was part of the Free Fringe, this was part of the Free Fringe and just a little bit of background to this production. A spoof true crime documentary with all the ingredients of your favourite true crime documentaries. The mysterious murder of a victim, pushed down the stairs and hidden in the town's water supply, a corrupt police force planting evidence. I'm Cordelia Butters and this is my award-winning podcast. May not be based on a true crime. Also may not be the real podcast. Always pending. The debut solo show from co-creator of Fringe hit CSI Crime Scene Improvisation, Sarah Kempton. So, what did I think? This production being set in a tiny room of a free Fringe venue took you on a journey around an entire town. And it was quite honestly amazing. Sarah had no larger than a school desk's worth of space to perform this one-woman theatre. Assisted by her technician slash additional characters, Sarah was armed with a small MP3 device for many different characters stored cleverly away inside to expand the world and space she was in. I was gripped from start to finish and in awe on how much can be done in such a small space. Truly a talent. Definitely one to watch in the future. I could give nothing but a 10 out of 10. So there we are. That's my coverage of theatre at Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year. I hope you found it insightful, if not, entertaining. Coming up over the next few episodes, I'll be covering drag, comedy, cabaret and circus in Edinburgh. Following this, me and Stephen resume our normal programme by discussing the new musical, Identical. (laughs) That's it for this week, folks. If you'd like to drop us a message, please email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. Remember, you can always join in the chat to share with us your views on a production. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another installment of Upstage Downstage.